Hey, welcome. Thank you for being part of today. My name's Paul. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm really, really glad that you joined us today. Well, what we do here is for God. This service, this time, is actually uh, particularly going to focus on something that is called praise. Now, every one of us knows what praise is. If you've ever been to In-N-Out, you know how to praise. Praising God, once you've actually get it, is, is just like that, only about a million times better. A series that we've been has been called Songs in the Key of Life, and we have a big thank you owed to Mr. Stevie Wonder for the title um, and the album, because the title fits because we're looking at God, or we're looking at God's songs, which are in the Bible, and they're called Psalms. Now, psalms in the Bible are really songs. They're the, the playlist of God or the playlist that God has given us. They are songs that were written a long time ago, but they're really relevant and really practical for today. They are really songs in the key of life because they talk about everything of life that we would experience. It'll talk about happy life. It'll talk about angry life, sad life. It'll talk about when God seems close and there's a song about when God seems about a million miles away. It's all there. 150 songs that make up the book of Psalms. And I really hope that you've gotten something from this. Um, they were written by real people. And those real people were expressing real feelings to God and to others. And today we want to finish our playlist of songs with a bang. Because that's the way that the book of Psalms ends, with a big, Boom, an explosion of praise. Now, we know some songs are very clear in what they talk about. Crazy little thing called love is about what? It's about love. I've lost that loving feeling, or you've lost that loving feeling, is about what? It's about losing the loving feeling. And there are some songs that you have no idea what they're talking about. For instance, the Beatles, I Am the Walrus or Toto, Blessing the Rains in Africa. But the last songs in the book of Psalms, well, it doesn't take much to figure out what they're talking about. Let me read Psalm 150, the last one. It says this, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequaled greatness. Praise him with a blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and the harp. Praise him with a tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, did you guess what that one's about? It's not hard, is it? Uh, now, if you're new here, you'll see that we talk a lot about God. Of course, we're, we're a church. And we talk and sing about how incredible he is, and that would be praise. If you've ever heard the word hallelujah, when you say hallelujah, you're actually saying an ancient Hebrew word that just was never translated. And the word in the Yah in hallelujah actually is short for Yahweh or the God of the Bible, the God of everything. The hallel is a form or is a term that means praise. And so whenever you see hallelujah in the Bible, or in a song, or if you hear somebody say it, they are saying, praise be to the God, the Lord of Jesus Christ. Praise be to God the Father. Hallelujah is I'm praising the God of Scripture, of the Bible, 
the only true and living God. Now, some of the songs say, you know, praise the Lord, praise the Lord all my soul, I'll praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to God as long as I live. Psalm 147 says how good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. And then Psalm 150 says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. A good question to ask could be why. I mean, why? And what, what, what's the point? What's with the praise thing? And why, why is it so important? I have a friend, and um, um, he's not into the music here at Mariners very much at all. Um, he doesn't like the praise stuff, and so he would time his, his coming to, to Mariners Church. He would get here just as the music was ending and just as I was getting up to speak. And he would always say, as if to build me up, you know, I come just to listen to you, Paul. Well, that doesn't sit that well with me, and I told him so, and so the next week, I changed everything around and put the message first. And when he came and showed up, I was just finishing up, and the music was just starting. But honestly, there's a point for praise. Um, there's a point of, of praising. Um, we do it, and we're told to do it, but why? I mean, if you think about it, and, and I've heard some people, it's got like into this big ego trip that he has to sit up there and listen to us tell him how great he is. You know, does he have a fragile ego and need us to build him up every, every weekend? Is God just kind of up there with low self-esteem, needing all the people around to just talk about how good he really is? Why do we praise? And I want to give you three reasons. I could have put down 30, but we're going to talk about three. Three reasons why, why we praise. And as we do that, I, I want you to kind of allow God to search you and to affirm the importance of praise in, in your life and for you. First of all, the, the, the first thing is this. Praise is really God's gift to you. Praise is a gift to you. Now, when you think about God, and when I think about God, God is God. He, he, he doesn't need anything from me. He doesn't need anything from you. God exists in, in perfect perfection, not in need of anything. He does not need me to stroke his ego. God then designed praise not for himself. He designed praise really for me. Psalm 73 says this, the nearness of God is my good. It's, it's, it's my good. It's for me. Now, what does praise do for me? And, 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 and what, I mean, why, why should I praise? If, if actually praise is God's gift to me, then what does it do for me? Have you ever been to Yosemite? Um, I think when God made California, he did a, a great job. I mean, he made the Sierras, he made the Sequoias, and, and, and when, when, he, when he got to Yosemite, he slowed down and took care to create the mountains and the waterfalls and the rocks and the domes. And then when he got into Bakersfield, he made up for lost time, but that's another thing. But when you go through that tunnel, if you've ever been through that tunnel that opens up into, into the valley, man, what do you do? You just say, you say, wow, wow, and you stop and you take pictures and you show the pictures of the people. Um, and you explain, say, look at this picture I took. You show it to them. Isn't that cool? You know, isn't that, isn't that beautiful? Now look at this one. Now, now look at that one. You just, you just want to tell other people. I do. 
And when you see a good film, you know, Die Hard, for instance, or eat a good meal, what do you do? You tell people, I just saw a, a, a great film. I just had a great dinner. You tell people how good it was. Why do we do that? I mean, I mean, why? The meal's over with. You know, the film is, is ended. And sometimes I'll see something that's just awesome or incredible, and I will think, I can't wait to tell Lisa about this. And, and then when you do, actually, when you start telling somebody about what you saw or what you did or what you experienced, it makes you feel like you're living it all over again. It almost like it, it completes the experience. Part of the experience, the completion of the experience, is telling others how great it was. Pulling out the photos, you know, scrolling through, describing it and saying, hey, this is so incredible, this was awesome, I've never seen something like this before. It completes telling others Proclaiming how good it was completes the experience. Delight, honestly, is incomplete until it's expressed. And we know that. Delight is incomplete until it has been expressed. Isn't that true? I mean, your joy is made complete in the expression to others about it. You see something that's awesome and you praise it. To fully experience anything awesome to fully experience it, there will always be praise. And to fully experience God, it's the same. To fully experience God, you praise. The nearness of God again is what? My good. And that's praise. When we praise, we're adding to the experience we have with God. Now, I, I, I love that God always desires my greatest good, always, and what is greater than God himself? And listen to what the Bible says. It says, How good it is to give thanks to you, O Lord, to sing in your honor, O Most High God, to proclaim your constant love every morning and your faithfulness every night with the music of stringed instruments and with melody on the harp. Your mighty deeds, O Lord, they make me glad. Because of what you have done, I sing for joy. And then listen to this. In your presence is fullness of joy. Second thing is praise recharges my life. Praise will recharge my life. It just recharges your life when you praise. I have a flashlight. Um, it's kind of with batteries. And it's a cool little flashlight. And, and, and I love it. I carry it around um, when I go out for walks and things. And, and it has three settings. And the little, the little package that came in says it's got three settings. And, and it's got bright and it's got not so bright. You know, you... And I thought, well, where, what's the third? And so I looked at the instructions. The third setting is off. Go figure. There's bright, there's not so bright, and then there's off. And, and I love this little flashlight. It takes AA batteries, um, by the way. And I can tell when it needs batteries because it only has two settings. It has on and it has off. And then when it really needs batteries, it really only has one setting, and that's what? That's off. Um, it loses its charge, so I need to put new batteries in it. I love this. It says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. When I find joy, and when I find the experience of connecting in the joy of God, that's my strength. That's my recharge. So actually, praise recharges me. 
I find joy in praising God as I see who he is, as I remember what he has done and proclaim it out, it like refreshes everything for me. I get energized. I realize that I'm here. I'm here for his purpose. Psalm 103. Just listen to what it says. Praise the Lord, my soul, and all that's within me. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul. Don't forget how kind he is. I'm getting recharged. He forgives all my sins. He blesses me with love and mercy so that I stay young and strong like an eagle. And there it is. As he blesses me, I stay strong like an, like an eagle. Number three, praise makes God seem more real to me. It just, it just does. Psalm 146, it talks about God, and it says this. Praise the Lord, you know. Praise the Lord, it says it again. Don't put your confidence in powerful people. There's no help for you there, but joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. And, and sometimes life can make God seem sometimes fuzzy to me. Praise clarifies that as I begin to think through who God is, what God has done in my life. This is what it says in the New Testament, in the book of Ephesians. It talks about this. I keep asking that the Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart, there it is, eyes of your heart open up, may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you. Well, how do I praise? I mean, I mean, how do I praise? How in the world do we do this praise thing? Well, there's two things that are, are part of praise, and, and the first one is who God really is. Praise is talking about who God really is. And the second thing is what God is doing. Now, who he is is declaring to God, and, and um, God, this is, this is who you are. And it's declaring to others, this is who God really is. He's loving, merciful, kind. And then it's also declaring or telling what God is doing in life, in your life, through Jesus. It's those two things. It's declaring out who God is, really is, and what God does. It's interesting as you look through the book of Psalms, all the words that deal with praise to God actually deal with giving an outward exclamation for it. And while praise can happen in the quietness of your house or your room or wherever you are, there's an aspect of proclamation of telling who God is to others so that others, others may know. Now, now, in praise, if your heart isn't, isn't, isn't in it, it's, it's really not very honoring, okay? It's just not. Sometimes it's really easy to, to read the scriptures, read the Bible, to even come to a worship service. We have an outdoor service to come to that. 
and the, and the words are there, and you just kind of mouth the words, you know, you, you just kind of go through the motions on this one. I'm going to give you a little quiz on this one. Um, here's your quiz. Paul walks up to Lisa and, and says, Lisa, here are some flowers. I'm giving them to you for three reasons. Number one, I'm your husband. Number two, it's our anniversary. And number three, husbands are supposed to give their wives flowers on their anniversary. Here's the question for the quiz. How many nights will Paul spend on the couch? And the reality is, is God doesn't want your duty. God doesn't want us to praise him simply because the Bible says you really need to praise God. You really need to say some words. God wants your heart. He wants your heart in it, but he also wants your heart. He doesn't want you to go through motions. He wants there to be love in this thing. And the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord. There's delight in this. When I'm having trouble praising or feeling connected, disconnected from God, I think through two things. Who God really is and what God has really done for me. And the fuzziness and the unclarity, it all goes away. One of the cool things about about church here or worship here at Mariners, and I love this, is so many people here come, um, they don't come out of habit. It's not out of habit. You people come here because you want to be here, and I, and I love that about you, and I love that about this place. Um, now, it's difficult for some to express love to God. It, it's difficult to express, and we have a time, and, and, and we've had a song, and we're going to have a few more songs. We've had a time, actually, in times where, where we give you opportunity to express your love back to God. Um, and maybe you grew up in a, in a home that wasn't real affectionate or real expressive, and it's not easy for you to, to express your affection to God without feeling weird or kind of looking, feeling like you're a little kooky about doing it. And, 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 and you and I, because I have trouble with that, are going to have to learn how to grow in this. Um, don't fake expressing your love to God. Don't try and look holy. People who try to look consecrated you know, end up looking constipated, actually. Um, but sometimes in you know, a worship time, or maybe you've seen a worship video, you'll see people that, that are very expressive. They'll be able to put their hands you know, up in the air and, 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 and praise to God. Um, some people are dancing. You know, some people, people dance. Um, and people get caught up in the whole emotional thing, and you don't know what to do. And, and, and I want, when you're praising or when you're worshiping, to kind of take the fear out of it for, for all of you. Either way, um, first of all, just relax. Just relax, just because the person next to you might be dancing in praise to the music in joyful celebration. You don't have to be like them. You do it your way. In worship and praise, you do you. You do have to tell God you love him, and, and you can do that, but it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. Now, the cool thing about this is um, um, God has told us that he, he, he loves us, and praise is expressing our love back, proclaiming to God and to others who he is, and what he's done. And it builds us up, and it builds, it builds our, our, our heart up in all of this. Uh, remember in junior high when you like somebody, you know, you liked them, 
and you, you, you know, you knew you were really liking them for real when you stopped throwing rocks at them. And, and you wanted to tell them, and you weren't sure that they liked you. And so what the rules were is you sent somebody back and forth, you know, emissaries went back and forth, does she like me? Does he like me? Back and forth, back and forth. Or, or maybe you found someone special in your life as you got older and you wanted to let them know your feelings, but there's a fear there. There's a fear there. What if I say it and they don't share it back? And so you kind of work around the subject. I like spending time with you. I think you're special. And then you lay it on the line, but it's a risk because they may not share those feelings back. The cool thing with God is he's taken away all the risk. God has already looked at you personally. God has already seen everything about you. God has already personally said to you, I love you. I love you. And he said, I love you a thousand ways and a thousand times. He said, I've created you. I take care of you. I've died for you. The Bible says he's a God who is passionate about his relationship with you. Worship and praise is expressing your love to God. And in a moment, you're going to have another opportunity to do that, to express your love to God. The Bible says, I don't want your sacrifices, I want your love. I don't want your offerings. I want you to know me. That's what I would really, really want. The most important thing that you can know in life is that God loves you. And the most important thing you can do is to love him back. God doesn't want ritual. He doesn't want rules. He doesn't want religion. He wants your love. And when you say, I love you to someone, you know it's the real deal. You know you've, you've crossed the line. And when they say it back, they're saying, I'm crossing a line in my life back to you. And as we sing, um, and as you praise, do what your heart tells you to do. Tell God you love him. Maybe for the first time, maybe for the thousandth time. Praise him. Just say it in song in your heart. God, I praise you. You are my God. Let's praise the Lord.